Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back recording another podcast. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I welcome you. My name is Penny Lamberth, and this podcast is a ministry of Orange Crest Community Church in Riverside, California. That's in Southern California. Um, and today I am attempting our very first Zoom podcast recording. So I'm hoping that the audio quality is sufficient and you guys will stick with me <laughs> as I try this new format. Um, I'm very grateful to have the technology because that means I have the opportunity to share with you uh, my friend Joni Hamilton, who lives in Chico, California, which is about a nine hour drive from me. So I'm really grateful to have her the ability to talk with her through Zoom. Um, she has graciously agreed to let me chat with her about her parenting journey. And um, today we're gonna focus in on the vision that she and her husband Gary had while they were raising their, their children, as well as the way they trained their kids with biblical values and helped to instill those values um, into their hearts and their minds. And so I wanna welcome Joni. Um, hi, Joni. Hello. <laughs> um, Jenny, why don't you start off by sharing a little about yourself, about your, your husband and your, and your children? Okay. I wanted to, to also, Penny, just to thank you for the honor of being with you today. Uh, we love OCC and your hearts to honor God and to love people. And so we're so thankful to be partners with you in our network and doing ministry. So Gary and I have been married. My husband, Gary, and I have been married for 38 years. Um, we have three children. Christy, our oldest, is married to Paul Wooster, and they have two kids. Amy is married to Tim Heron, and they have four kids. And Brian is the youngest, and he is married to Brittany, and they have two kids. Um, yes, and I... Um... <laughs> I can say her, I've enjoyed getting to know her children and her grandchildren. They're, yeah. they're <clears throat> fun family. Uh, Joni, would you kind of give us a brief um, description of kind of your ministry experience and your journey over those, you said, 38 years? Yeah. Gary and I, when we met, we sort of met around a new church starting while we were going to California Baptist University in Riverside, California. That's when we met and we got to know each other. Um, we also developed some key relationships at that time with people who had the same interest in learning and growing in God's ways. And after we got married, one year after we got married, we moved to be a part of a church, Hope Church in Texas. Um, we went to Texas specifically to get training. We just wanted to learn and grow how to do life. Um, so we and we started a bond with several people during that time in Texas that have made such a big difference in our lives. Uh, Gary decided to complete a graduate degree in theology while we were there. And we also had uh, our two daughters while we lived in Texas. And then from Texas, we moved back to California to help with a church start with friends that we had been tracking with since college, Randy and Cindy Lanthrop, who started the Church in the Valley in Southern California. Um, we were helping them for three years before God called us to Chico, California to start Chico Community Church. And we've been in Chico for 30 years now. Uh, we, we've remained a part of the network of churches called the 
six network the whole time, um, continuing to learn and grow through that network from then until now. Wow, that's a it's a fun to hear about your journey, and um, I'm excited for the moms to get to know more about who you are, uh, how your family is wired, and um, so thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and share with the moms who are listening. Um, so can you start out by giving us a picture, just a snapshot of what was life like in your home while you were raising your three children? Yeah, when I thought about this, it really boiled down to a nutshell of it was always about but um, loving each other and helping other people know God and benefiting from the things we had learned. Um, our home life was normal in struggles and difficulties and hard season, but it was always our primary focus. Um, so the things we did or didn't do revolved around what we were doing to love and help people. And thankfully, because of the training we were receiving, we started out with a group of perspectives that our mentors, Harold and Deborah Bullock at Hope Church in Texas, had taken from the Bible as guidelines for relationships and church life. And they called those the hard attitudes. And these helped guide us, as well as the wisdom about parenting that we were being trained in. So all of that really set the tone in our home um, that shaped our relationship with each other as a family and our relationships with other people and doing what was important to us to live God's way and to help other people do that was why we were doing what we were doing. So no matter what our circumstances were along the way, like Gary was working full-time at UPS while we were helping start the church in Southern California, that's why we were doing what we were doing. It was always about learning to love God and love each other and help others know God and benefit from his ways. Um, I, that's a great snapshot of, your, of into your lives. Um, could, would you mind sharing a little more about the parenting goals and specifically vision that you and Gary had? Like, did you and Gary have a vision for your children that was, guiding you in those parenting years? And if so, what was that process of teaming together with your husband to develop that vision? Yeah, our vision developed out of our training. In our 20s, Gary led us to live in places where we could receive training from people who were ahead of us in living life God's way. And that's why we moved to Fort Worth to get training from leadership that we knew were serious about following God and to be with friends who wanted the same thing. Um, as we were trained and rubbed shoulders with godly people and learned how to do relationships and marriage and work and parenting and ministry, our vision developed as we continued to grow in our walks with God personally and talked about how we together, Gary and I wanted our lives to look. So our goal became to live in line with the training that we were receiving. For example, as we went through situations in our marriage and then parenting and processed those circumstances in line with the help we were getting, we, we, we would decide the course that we wanted to take in each of those situations. And we've benefited greatly from this, and we're really indebted to those who have helped us. 
I, I like that picture of, um, it seemed like it was like a, your vision came with community and mm -hmm. that living life with others. Um, and I, I don't know, sometimes when I think about creating a vision for my family, it kind of seems overwhelming mm -hmm. <laughs> or wh where do I start? But I appreciate that it, it, it is that, that the training and the value and what you and Gary were valuing was almost that, that formed that vision. Um, yeah. So if you could, could you go into a little bit more of what your vision may included and then maybe uh, a little bit on how you guys implemented that in your home? Yeah. Um, as parents, you know, as we started having kids, um, it was really, the vision was really to take the time that we were entrusted with these three kids and to invest in their lives and guide them along a path like we were following that would lead to godly success and advancing God's kingdom. So our vision in raising our kids ended up revolving around four things. And it kind of looked like a bar graph in my mind because I had come out of academia. So that was skills. We called that skills, but that was way off the chart in our, on our bar graph. And we realized that we had some other things that we really valued like character, their relationship with God, um, service, thinking about other people's needs and working hard. And then the skills area was important. You know, they needed to learn skills in order to live successfully in life. So having those main pillars, really helped me stay focused on how we were going to accomplish our vision. And it helped me. Honestly, there would be many days when I would think in my mind, okay, what are my, what's my vision? And I needed those four pillars and I could always think, okay, you know, these are important too. Let's not just put pressure on ourselves for this one. Let's, let's really go after all four of these. Oh, that's great. It's a great, I can, I can visualize it in my, in my <laughs> mind. And, um, it seems like, I don't know, would you say that vision kind of gave you that perspective some days you needed? I don't know if you were like, yes, I was, I was raising my kids. I could get off track pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it seems as though vision I needed that. <laughs> yeah. I really needed that. So along those lines, so tell me on those days, how did you stay focused on that vision? Yeah. Can you, can you speak to that? Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say that the, the concept of focusing was, is just a pivotal concept for something, you know, that I needed and something that has turned out to be so important for me all along the way as I learn and grow. Um, as I choose to stop and sort and then choose what God's perspective is, that makes all the difference. Instead of spinning around with what ifs and, you know, thinking about um, running scenarios in my mind, um, I re it really makes a big difference to stop and sort things out. And when, you're, when my kids were little, like you were saying, with so many physical needs, in the early years of parenting and mundane tasks, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and lose sight of those, the long range goal. Remembering the truth is so important, not just being swept along by the activities. So 
while we were accomplishing the everyday tasks, it was so important to remember those important goals, those long-term goals, um, that, that we wanted our kids to grow up to understand their relationship with God and how to live that out each day and how to relate well with people and move God's mission forward. Um, I get up in the morning to have a quiet time, a mm -hmm. time where I quiet myself and focus on God's word, asking him to help me see things from his perspective. I try to do that every morning and comparing what I read to what I think about things in life and for him to show me things that he wants me to see from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and to see things that are more important than what I'm holding on to. Um, it's time where I spend time with him because of who he is. Because I'm always in desperate need to hear from God and orient myself to God's perspective, that helps me and helped me all through parenting. Because waves come all day long. Mm -hmm. And I really need to orient to the truth and stay focused and do the next right thing. So one situation at a time. Our mentor, Harold Bullock, one time told me, you make wise choices, and before you know it, 20 years has gone by. <laughs> so, but it takes focusing, you know, mm -hmm. on the, your vision and God's perspective. To yeah, that, that's really, I'm really encouraged about what you're sharing. I mean, uh, that idea of going to God each day, I think can really keep that focus of, yeah. okay, God, I need your help yeah. today with these, uh -huh. with these children. Yeah. Um, did you ever feel, uh, maybe sidetracked or like you were kind of drifting away from that vision? Can you speak mm -hmm. to that if you ever experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I experienced that daily and I experienced that monthly and I experienced that yearly, you know, um, just as we went along, I would get sidetracked. And I think when I thought about it, the thing that I would get sidetracked by was comparing myself to others. Mm. And I would, and sidetracked is a great analogy. It's like off track. I'm like, now I'm on the sidetrack, you know, I'm <laughs> tempted. And that's what I'm tempted to have. I would be tempted to evaluate how well we were doing with our stewardship by how it looked for other people. And then I would worry about other, what others were doing and what others thought about what we were doing. And I would lose sight of the direction that God had given us and I would lose focus. So it was always defeating and oppressive to do this. I can tell you if you're a young mom, I can just give you a, a heads up that's what will happen every time <laughs> when you compare to yourself to other people. And, you know, you guys have a very easy way to compare nowadays because of social media. It's so mm -hmm. easy to, to look at the best of someone else's life on social media and compare it to your struggles. So mm -hmm. that was a way that I really got sidetracked. That's so helpful. I can definitely relate to comparing and looking, looking to, looking to my counterparts when I should have been looking to God. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, um, that's really helpful. Thanks for sharing mm -hmm. that. Um, do you have any like 
um, a couple examples of just some stories of your kids catching the vision. I'd love to kind of in, inspire some of the moms listening um, that, you know, our, your kids can catch that vision mm-hmm. uh, as you're yeah. doing it, going about your, you know, days yeah. and weeks and years. Yeah. And when I share these examples, it's probably going to sound like, you know, I was just this masterful planner and, you know, had everything all together. But remember, I'm 62 years old looking back. And so I'm looking at highlights, you know, I'm not telling you all the grind and, you know, all the struggles. So here's a couple highlights. Um, (laughs) One time I literally had a spontaneous idea that, um, and because we always tried to have the value of serving, it was one of our things on the, on our graph, four things on our graph chart was serving. So I'm always, I was always looking for pushiness to a way that we could put others needs above our own. So one time I had all the kids bag up their small toys into small Ziploc bags. Um, We talked about how the Bible talks about being generous and we got in the car with our little, all of our Ziploc bags and we went two places. We went to a low income apartment complex that I was aware of and we got out of the car And we gave those small bags of toys to kids that we saw. And then we also, this is so funny now, especially in this current um, pandemic, um, (laughs) we went to Target and we stood out in front of Target. And when people came out of Target, we said, we would like to give you some of our toys. And so, (laughs) but the kids experienced so much joy of generosity in that moment. And it really, you know, um, began, they really began catching the vision for being generous and giving your things away. So they talked about that for a really long time. And just the other day when I was talking to Christy, my oldest about doing this time with you on this podcast, she said just that day, she was thinking about doing that same thing with her kids. And so that's encouraging, you know, too. And then another example, fun example is part of, because part of our vision was we felt like one of the skills our kids needed was to learn how to take initiative. So we had a vision of them being self-motivated to accomplish a goal. So Mm -hmm. one time Christy and a friend mentioned because of a certain type of music they liked, they mentioned that they wanted to plan a concert. So we said, okay, And we just let them go with a watchful eye, but they contracted with bands. They reserved the venue. They sold tickets. Um, they got refresh, uh, you know, like refresh, a refreshment stand or whatever. (laughs) Um, so it, it was all going along great. I didn't really think twice about it, but like just a few days before the concert, they actually talked on the phone with one of the bands. They had been doing all the communication like through email Uh and the band, the leader of one of the bands was just like, how old are you? (laughs) And they were 12 and 13. (laughs) So he, he was, you know, very shocked that all of that organization had come out of a 12 and a 13 year old. And so, um, this experience gave them the opportunity to see what it was like to take initiative, to do things in in a God honoring way and to do things with excellence. And they got to get a feel for what it takes, you know, to live out our values. So that was a fun story I remembered. And then 
you know, just because our hearts were really about giving away what God had given us, you know, just how to have a personal relationship with God and loving people and giving people grace like we'd been given. It was so encouraging. Um, there was a gal who's been a part of our church for a long time now, but when she was in her thirties and we first met her at a sporting um, deal that Christy was doing, Christy was 13 when she met her. This gal was 30 and Christy began leading her to Christ. And since then, this gal's whole family has committed their lives to Christ. So I love that it made sense for Christy to help others know how to have a personal relationship with God. And that's really continued, you know, throughout Christy's life. So that was really exciting. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the benefits of living with guidelines, like the heart attitudes, is the quality of relationships you can have with your kids that you're building with your kids over time. As they grow up, you know, they have more trust with you and they see the value in how things are done. You know, as you decide to genuinely walk with God, genuinely walk with God and process life with them, their values grow in clearing up relationships and doing things with excellence and thinking of others' needs and valuing leadership. So those are, those are just some of the few things, few stories that I thought of. That was great. Those are really, I'm encouraged by those examples. Um, and, and I've got to see up close the quality of your relationships with your now grown children. Um, and I, and I agree that in order for the, the, the values that you guys were trying to instill in your kids for those to take root and grow in your kids, they really, one of the things they had to see was their parents, you and Gary living and breathing out those same values. And so, um, although I didn't know you during your parenting years, I've seen and experienced the way that you and Gary live this out now with your, your adult children. So I just, um, you know, uh, this is an encouragement. I, it's, not only were, were you guys training those values, but moms also, it's just the way they were living their life too. Like that's how mm. they, it, they were, they were exampling that for their kids. Mm. So that made sense for your kids to do what they were yeah. doing. Um, mm. And it wasn't, I know you've said this, it wasn't, you know, a, a, there's still normal life yeah. and struggles, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems, feels more um, approachable, like having that bit, that, Mm -hmm. executing that vision. Um, yeah. Okay. So would you mind sharing this Emerald just on that, uh, that opposite, you know, in the mm -hmm. vein of wanting to be uh, open and honest. And what about some tough times um, with your kids or times that you had to walk with them through like mm -hmm. maybe choosing um, those values? You guys yeah. I, when I thought of this too, it's kind of like I could boil it down kind of to a key struggle that I struggled with. And I know you guys can kind of hear a theme probably um, with what I'm sharing, but there were times as they got older and they would be struggling because they were having to sort out, you know, how they felt like uh, not having any friends. So that wasn't true, but they were looking for security and significance and you know, they felt like that and they were wrestling how to sort that out. And sometimes I would fall into the same doubts with them and even kind of not want them to feel that way because, you know, I didn't want them to be struggling 
for my own sense of security. Mm. What do you mean you don't have any friends? Oh no. <laughs> you know? And so especially with the girls at times, I would go to an emotional place with them out of fear. And this was not helpful. And there were times when I was, I really think it was harmful. And God helped me over time to stop that initial surge of emotion and reorient to the truth so that I could ask good clarifying questions and identify with how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. So that built trust and then helping them learn how to sort out those situations, those feelings. And I still work on that. You know, I'm still <laughs> working on that in on this and how I relate to people. I just have to stop myself and orient to the truth. And then mm -hmm. I can really love. With Brian, I'll never forget a moment when he was the only child left in the house. And he was, you know, at that time in life where he was kind of sorting things out for himself. He came out of his room and it was obvious that he had a deep sadness and he posed a question about having nothing to do. And I felt panicked at first, like, oh no, <laughs> you know, I failed. I don't have you and all the things you need to be doing. And then I thought, what's the truth about what he's saying? I had had practice with the girls, so I was getting better at it. So I, instead of panicking, I thought, okay, what is the truth of, about what he's saying? And when I could call up that truth, it calmed me down in seconds. And I ended up asking a good question which prompted a good conversation with him at the moment. So as it turns out, there's great biblical help for the subject. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> so if you calm yourself down by orienting to the truth, or if you don't calm yourself down, you miss opportunities to love and encourage your kids. That's another benefit hmm. to that focusing on, mm -hmm. on God and finding your your security there. Well, that's, I, again, I, I, I can, I'm hearing a theme of your, you're keeping God at your, your, your goal was to keep God as your center point and not mm -hmm. other, so many other things that can, for me can become yeah. the center of my yeah. life. If I don't, if I don't watch out and yeah. so that reorienting to the truth is such a helpful, um, mm -hmm. um, input. I really, I really agree with that. Um, do you have any suggestions like for a family or a mom that's listening that they're trying to, you know, create a vision, trying to get started? Mm -hmm. What are some thoughts or um, suggestions on that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I would suggest, you know, being willing, especially if you have young kids in the home, you got to kind of step back and again, focus and, and think. And in that, you really want to listen if you're if you're if you have a husband you want to listen to what he's thinking about you know what your goals are and the direction that he's setting um you want to it's so helpful to know that you have a direction and most of you probably do most of you probably really know what your direction is usually it's just remembering it <laughs> and so um but being willing to step back and, and think, and then remembering that it's something, once you get a, a direction that you're, that you identify that's really important to you, um, it, you want to realize that it's something you're going to work on for many years and there will be fruit. 
some people, I heard this analogy one time and I can't remember who said it, but I thought it was so good. It, some people want to plant seeds and when they see the plant coming up, they want to pull the plant out of the ground and see how it's doing <laughs> so they can be reassured that everything's okay. And that doesn't work that way, you know? So again, you want to find your security in God so that you can let that plant grow. You don't have to pull it out of the ground, you know, to see how it's doing. We want our values to be based on knowing God's perspective. That's the way life works. Mm-hmm. And the and values, knowing God's values, that's what's important in life. And if you don't know what God's perspectives and values are, get around people that do and learn from them. That's the biggest way that Gary and I developed our vision. Hmm. So for example, because we, because we wanted our kids to be responsible and work hard, that was work was one of our four pillars. Um, I, I kept that on my radar when I would struggle, I would remember what are those four things? The culture around us at the time wasn't, kids being responsible wasn't really a thing. Mm -hmm. It was doing things for your kids. So Gary and I wanted our kids to learn to contribute to the team and work hard. That's why one of our values we were trying to raise up on that bar graph was work. And we used our environment to learn to work hard. We lived in a house in the city. So I, we, Gary and I came up with everything that needed to be done to be a good steward of what we had the privilege of having. And the kids worked every day to help maintain our home. And our vision was that they would understand privilege, accountability, and responsibility. And that's why we had those four pillars. We would often get a whiteboard out and a piece of paper because this, I really kind of did this more for myself, (laughs) but it really kind of helped, you know, bring me back in. Mm -hmm. We would list, I would get with the kids, we would huddle up and I would, when Gary was gone, because that's usually when I needed help, you know, keeping the focus, but I would list all their responsibilities. And then on the whiteboard, I'd let them, what, what's your responsibilities? And we'd, even learn what is a responsibility. And then we'd list all their privileges. They're not things they need. They're just privileges. And then we'd talk about the accountability of getting privileges after we're responsible. When I asked our son, Brian, the other day about the environment in our home when we were growing up, he said, even though we did not have excessive amounts of money, I never felt poor. I felt like we had a lot of opportunities to do enjoyable things but both individually and as a family. And that was such a privilege. He said that privilege never took precedence over the areas of accountability and responsibility that that were more important. Yet at the same time, the accountability and responsibility never so outweighed the privilege that it felt withholding. Hmm. We were almost always expected to live in a certain character and value standard. And we were almost always expected to live a certain responsibility standard, chores, for example. Mm -hmm. He said, in the balance of this, we were also taught to be smart about ways we could earn money and do things for fun. It was a great balance. Mm. So that was encouraging to hear that 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 was actually his answer to what was the environment in your home growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So I was happy, you know, because that was was one of our goals. So that's cool. That's great that I like that you're getting input from them as they're older Mm -hmm. and 
That's fun to hear the feedback. Yeah. Um, what if, would you, could you maybe share a little bit, maybe specifically speaking to moms, um, just some pitfalls to avoid um, as they're trying to raise their kids specifically and like trying to fulfill a vision for your family? What are, what are mm-hmm. some major pitfalls maybe you had or you've seen um, mm-hmm. that you would say to try to avoid? Yeah, this was easy for me to come <laughs> up with my top two. My, my number one pitfall is fear. Me too. Out, out, out of fear, comparing yourself to others and looking for value and security there mm-hmm. rather than remembering the truth of who God is. It really helped me. I mean, this is like an understatement, but it really helped me to have a personal relationship with God mm-hmm. and to spend time with him every morning mm-hmm. and to have a framework to stay within for what our goals were. Our framework was character work, service, and skills. So the number one pitfall for me was fear. Mm -hmm. And I would compare out of fear. Mm -hmm. And fear would drive me sometimes. And so I would have to reorient, you know, and then it goes right into number, my number two pitfall was not following the leadership of your husband, Mm -hmm. or not being willing to listen to anybody else's perspective on things, Mm -hmm. especially those who are wise. That's a pitfall. That's my number two pitfall. Um, Because I have a tendency in my situation to be more like I'm married because I have more of a tendency to be fearful. I needed somebody else's perspective. And, you know, having a husband in leadership, Gary always had a saner, a sane estimate of what was going on. I would get (laughs) concerned about what we were doing compared to others and, and, and really that's my one regret. It was such a waste of time. Now that I'm 62 years old and my kids are grown, that was really a waste of time for me to compare myself to others out of fear. Um, so not only would I, because I wouldn't get a sane estimate of what was going on and I would get, let fear kind of get going and I would out of, and then I would compare myself to others. I would start putting pressure on myself and the kids. And Mm -hmm. so often in those moments, when I started to learn and get traction in this, I would ask with Gary, I would check with Gary at that moment and he wouldn't be concerned at all about whatever I was concerned about. If I was willing to see things from his perspective, I saved myself from needlessly chasing insecurity and putting unnecessary pressure on the kids. So I would realign to the truth, have faith in God rather than looking at the circumstances, which usually involved comparison. And I would choose faith in the truth over fear. Hmm. This works for whatever your situation is. If you're a single mom or you have an unbelieving husband, there's a route for all of us to take that leads to success. And it's a deep personal relationship with God and always orienting back to the truth of his perspective on how life works and what's important. And there will be good fruit from going this way. Mm. So helpful. So helpful. Um, I've really just appreciated what you've shared so far. And um, again, I, it seems as though someone listening, there's, there's some, real easy, like, you know, next steps that we can be taking as far as, uh, so you make it relatable. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
uh, I'm going to focus in on another area of parenting kind of as, um, before we wrap things up, we're kind of get, getting a little closer, more toward the end of this um, recording. And uh, I had a couple questions about training values into your kids. Um, so if you could, could you speak to how you went about training certain values into your children and maybe again, how a family who's looking to do that could get started in doing that? Yeah. I wanted to tell you something that I was told even before we had kids, Gary and I went to a parenting class that our mentors did, Harold and Deborah Bullock, and they said this in that parenting class, and it's just totally stuck with me, and it relates to this, how to get started, and they said um, to, they, we were told in that training that you want to talk about things way before you think they understand, because mm -hmm. they understand way before you think they do. And it gets you more comfortable with talking about it while you think they don't understand. <laughs> so that really played out so well for Gary and I. Um, so we defined our values all the time out loud to our kids. Hmm. For example, I remember when Christy, I was trying to remember how old she was, but it was at least one, like one to three, you know, but we were, we were verbally saying this out loud way before we thought she could understand. And it really did get us more comfortable with saying these things out loud. So we would, we talked about clearing up relationships. So when she disobeyed, Gary and I would both say the same thing. If he was taking care of it, or if I, we would say, Christy, you may not hit mommy. This is disrespectful. It was wrong. The Bible says to obey mommy and daddy. Mommy loves you. You need to clear things up with mommy or daddy. It was, you know, me or dad. Um, you do that by saying, mommy, I hit you. It was wrong. It was disrespectful. Would you forgive me? Mm. And we started saying that to her way before we thought she understood it, which really got us going in talking about, you know, our values out loud to our kids. So in order to train values into your kids, you have to know what your values are. And because Gary and I learned the value of clearing up relationship, we lived that out with our kids. And because we were trained by example, the value of serving, we wanted to live that out. And we talked about that with our kids all along the way. We were constantly talking about why we were doing what we were doing. And it just seemed normal because mm -hmm. we had started early when they were tiny. And when I asked Gary about the environment and our home life and, you know, just what was important to our vision and stuff, that was the example he came up with was, or that was the first thing he said was we constantly talked about what was important to us mm -hmm. and defining what they were experiencing for them. So I think you want to think about, like I said before, you want to think about what's important to you. You know, you want to follow your husband's perspective on, you know, his lead for your family. And then you want to start talking about those things with your kids and be teachable to other people, to wise people and learn from them. Um, um, when Gary and I went to Chico, our kids were five, three, and nine months old when we went to Chico to start the church. Mm -hmm. And they were constantly, often a part of the process in starting the church. 
Um, they listened and watched and participated in so much of what we were doing, and this really shaped their values. Uh, this is so encouraging just to, again, I feel like we're just painting a picture. I'm starting mm -hmm. to see a little bit more uh -huh. of a picture. Although uh -huh. we, I didn't get to know you when you're parenting, I get, it's fun to see that picture. Um, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I, I like how, um, kind of what you're talking about, about you would, you would explain things. That's, that's again, mm -hmm. that's, that's so helpful. <laughs> um, yeah. cause we can be examining, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. often, but it, unless you're really talking it out with your kids that might maybe yeah. want, they're not going to yeah. understand it as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just being, and just being like honest with them about why it's important that I'm reading my Bible, mm -hmm. you know, and just talking about that with them and it just develops a relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, as you're talking about things. I'm also encouraged. Um, you're kind of sharing this more, again, the picture of, growing up in your home and, and you, you guys seem to really include your kids in, in the ministry that God had called you to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. Um, it's really been encouraging to see their three kids have decided to pursue full-time ministry with their spouses, which speaks for itself that, mm -hmm. that you guys, um, made it, made it a part of your life to where that was, that was almost like a, I know mm -hmm. God had to call them, but it was, a, it was a normal pathway for them. That was a normal mm -hmm. part of, of how you guys yeah. lived. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, so I'm encouraged by your kids. Yeah. Um, you know, they got to see that and, mm -hmm. um, okay. So I'm going to, I am, like I said, I'm going to start wrapping up. So we have two, two questions we like to ask all our, all of our, um, ladies that we interview. Um, so in it's just the it's wide open. What, what would you say God's teaching you currently, Joni, in your life? You guys will like this because it goes along. <laughs> it goes along with our theme. <laughs> Currently, God's teaching me that He's the center focus point. Mm -hmm. There's a lot spinning on around us right now, and in the spin, if I get caught up in the spin, I want my friends to be on the same page about following COVID guidelines. You know, I want to, I want everyone to inter, I want my closest friends to interpret the times, you know, just like me, but God's reminding me that what I'm looking for is security in these uncertain times. And that only comes from him. Mm -hmm. So this is a time where leading is going out on the curve, going ahead of the curve. That's an uncomfortable place to be. But after reevaluating, it's really where I want to be. Hmm. Um, out in the uncertainty, leading to what is certain, not cowering back, you know, because of the mess, what do people think of me? But it's such a great place to put my trust in God, reorient to the truth. I, you know, I want to, but I have to be willing to be most concerned about pleasing God and not people. And then I can truly love people. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen that play be, that's really been playing out, you know, in the last weeks and months, you know, that's really where God's, what God's teaching me. Mm, that's very helpful truth. Thanks for sharing that. What, what a, and then another question or the one other question we always ask is what's one way you'd like to encourage moms who are just currently they're right in the middle of the, in the thick of parenting in those trenches, um, you know, you talk about those early days where you're, you know, it can be mundane or, um, 
you're just, you know, there's a lot of work to be done each day Mm -hmm. to keep your kids alive. So what would you, what would you share, like to share with those moms? Yeah. I would say find your security in God alone, especially now. Thankfully we can rest absolutely assured in God's all knowingness, his all powerfulness and all of his purposes. We need that anchor so that we can wisely walk through these days with our kids, guiding them on the path that they should take as they process what we're going through. That's such a big part of parenting well, always reorienting to the truth. And then we can focus on our stewardship and have access to the peace and the help that God gives. And we desperately need his help and he gives it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the process I often used. I often use Uh, Philippians four, six and seven says, don't worry about anything. Step one, (laughs) instead pray about everything. Step two, tell God what you need. And step three, thank him for all he's done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than any human mind can understand. And so important, his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And that is such an important piece as you live in Christ Jesus, because Christ Jesus came to give us life freely. We, God's grace came to us through Christ dying on the cross for us. Mm -hmm. So his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you remember that you live in Christ Jesus Mm -hmm. and all that he brings the right relationship with God. That's what he brings. These are challenging times and they're exciting times. And it's for such a time as this, that you're here now for a purpose, your faith in God and following his truth will advance his kingdom. And that's the best life. And we strain for the prize of heaven. That's really exciting. That's so helpful. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful Joni for, um, your willingness to speak with me and share with the moms who are listening. And, um, I'm, thank you for ending on that truth that, mm-hmm. that there's nothing that can help more than in God's word and his truth. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so again, that keeps that him at the center, um, mm-hmm. which is, seems like a theme. Wow. Yep, it is. Yep. <laughs> parenting journey and even up till this moment. So mm-hmm. thank you for, for that truth. Um, I'm, I'm very encouraged by your story and I hope that those listening are encouraged as well. And moms, if you're thinking through how to create and implement a vision for your family or maybe how to train values, um, I think that what Joni shared with us today is so valuable and I encourage you to pray through and, um, talk with your husband, uh, you know, if you, um, if you can and talk about your top takeaways, maybe from Joni's story and debrief with him. 
Um, moms, I hope this has been a help to you and an encouragement as you seek to train your children to love God and to know him. And please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.